This is Will Ford from Football 365, and you're listening to At the Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. What's up, everyone? You're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. Today, we're going to be looking at who should we keep in our squad going into the 2020-21 season, as well as reviewing the latest transfer gossip. There's Henderson, there's Kai Havertz, there's so much to unwrap, as well as Williams' contract latest and an FA Cup final to preview as well. Now, here are your hosts all the way from the UK, Mikey, Berth and Chris. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I am your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, are two guys who never doubted Chelsea would secure the top four this season. They're not like me, and for that, they are probably better for it. Co-host Berth and Chris, how are we doing this evening? Hello. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Great weekend for Chelsea, great weekend for me. I'm great. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm struggling, actually, boys. Got a hamstring injury, which is uh, holding me back slightly, but Chelsea cheered me up securing Champions League, so... Not all bad. Well, as long as Chelsea win, I mean, you don't matter about your hamstring. You've got another one, so it's all about Chelsea. Exactly, really. I mean, humble brag. Everyone knows the best part of the weekend was me getting top 10k in FPL. I mean, I could have been top 7k if I'd have picked De Bruyne as my captain. So, ah, gutted. But, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, With that, let's head into that newsroom and see what the latest goings on are at Stamford Bridge. So transfer news, transfer gossip, pure and utter garbage. Who knows? But the window is open and we've got some juicy news for you all. So I'm going to list a roundup and lads, you can jump in with your views at the end because it's just quick to just rinse all through it. We've got Ben Chilwell plans to tell Leicester this week that he wants to quit for Chelsea. Chelsea have registered concrete interest in Borussia Mönchengladbach's Matthias Ginter. Chelsea are primed to land Dean Henderson if they offer United 55 million and offer him 170k a week. And Chelsea are unwilling to accept any deals under 50 million if they are to sell Kepa permanently during the window. Valencia and Sevilla favourites to sign him on some kind of loan with an option to buy. Where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, Chilwell, I think that was pretty obvious. I, I think... If Leicester had got Champions League, he might have stayed another year, maybe. But I think now that they missed out, I think he definitely wants to secure a move to a Champions League club. Lucky, most likely Chelsea. I do uh, like the fact that it says it, it's, he's going to tell them this week. It, it's not, no, it's not tonight. He's going to just tell them. So it, it's just, I always find that quite funny. It's like he's going to say he's going to quit his job this week. You're like, really? Is he? I, I'm, I'm always wary of that sort of comment. But yeah, the media yeah. have some sort of weird power of like mind reading how players work. It's interesting, isn't it, really? It's it's similar. I'm sure you both have seen it. Wilfred Sahar put his house up for sale and naturally everyone in the media was like, he's moving. Yeah, he's moving house. He's definitely moving house. That's guaranteed. It, it, just because he put his house up for sale does not mean he's leaving Palace. I mean, he might, he probably will do, but players do move house. Like, you know, we... Everybody moves house, just doesn't mean they're leaving their job. But yeah, it's, it's a strange world we're in. I mean, Chris, what do you think on the, the links to Ginter, Henderson and obviously the Kepper situation? I think, the, I think the Kepper one could actually be a good move. Uh, I think maybe if we loan him out first, it's a risk. But if he goes somewhere and does well, then we'll get more money back on him in the long run. Yeah. If he goes and does poor, then it's a risk. But I think a loan could be good back to Spain. Uh, I don't know a lot about Ginter, but obviously we've turned our attention to defensive targets now, judging by all the rumours. So I think I think Ginter, 
Kins is quite um, versatile, if I'm not mistaken. He can play in midfield as well. He's a centre-back and he can play in that holding midfield role. Kind of like Declan Rice, I suppose. He's quite versatile. Ginter is. I haven't seen much of him, but from what I've seen, I know he is quite versatile. Yeah, I'm liking how Chris clearly read my tweet about <laughs> about um, Kessel. Because I did put out, I put, he's got five years remaining on that, that deal. And if he does show form on a two-year loan, he comes back into our squad and he's got three years left. So we can sell him for a reasonable sum. Of course, if he absolutely sucks, then we're not going to get much. But you'd like to hope back in Spain, he's going to do well. You know, he's a human being. We want him to do well for another club. He's not going to be our number one keeper, but he could be a number one goalkeeper in Spain. Sometimes that change of league and change of style doesn't work out. Simple as that. You know, Real Madrid wanted Kepa in the first place to replace um, Navas before they went to Courtois. So clearly he's, he's he's looked at highly in Spain and sometimes it doesn't work out over here. I mean, one goalkeeper in particular, Steve Mandanda, went to Palace. What happened? Not a lot. He didn't really do a lot. He's gone back to Marseille and again, he's proven he's a top, top goalkeeper. It's one of those things. Hopefully our next pick will be much better. And it'll be more long-term. Hopefully it'll be Anana. He's most likely going to be the most realistic candidate at the moment. Oh, Black, lovely, but a bit of a pipe dream, for honest, because, you know, he's going to cost a lot of money. Um, Matthias Ginter, I know that name purely from Dortmund because he used to play for them and I used to sign him a lot on FIFA. So he was he was really good in FIFA. Is he really good in real life? He's, he's in the team of the season for the Bundesliga this year. So he's clearly doing something right for Mönchengladbach. Um, you know, he was only signed for 17 million euros three years ago. So they'd make a profit for sure. I don't think he's got a release clause, but he's certainly one to keep an eye on for sure. And the Henderson one, I just find it quite funny that 55 million and 170k. Yeah, that's standard wages. But do I realistically see United strengthening a rival for the top four when they've got their own goalkeeping issues? No, I don't. So I don't know what you think, but I just don't see that. Yeah, it's logical. It's not like we're giving them Matic or Mata. It's not a huge upgrade. Henderson is a huge upgrade on what we've already got. We have an issue which we need to fill and United have their own issue. It doesn't make any sense for them. Yeah, so, agreed. Totally agree with that. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the transfer gossip sorted. I mean, we're going to have loads coming up. Of course we are. You know, it's only until October. So, woohoo, going to be looking forward to more nonsense every day. Um, a special congratulations to the Chelsea women's manager, Emma Hayes, MBE. She won the Barclays FA Women's Super League Manager of the Year. It's a truly deserved honour. You know, she had an impressive campaign, which saw the Blues win the double. They won the Super League after it was concluded on a points-per-game basis. And they also listed, lift, listed, lifted the League Cup by beating Arsenal. So an incredible season by all. I'm still chuffed that we got Sam Kerr because she's awesome. And yeah, I, I mean, I know, Chris, we spoke in... Uh, birth even we spoke in earlier episodes about the england national side women's side so we both have a vested interest in the uh women's side of chelsea and yeah it's a, been a great season for them hasn't it and you know it's well deserved it's a well-deserved manager of the year honor isn't it yeah definitely i've always liked how she's gone about her business and she's just i mean there's a reason why there was rumours going around that she was linked to the actual male Chelsea job. Yeah, she's exactly. a tremendous manager. She's in a terrific job at Chelsea and she's a true leader. And I think she'll go down as one of the best female Chelsea managers of all time, really. You can't really disagree with that. And no. It's just, you know, I'm sure she'll tell the team from, uh, from strength to strength and it will only get better for her. 
Yeah, exactly. What about yourself, Chris? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think she's. A, I think she's. A, she is a tremendous coach, male or female, coaching football is coaching football, and the way she gets that Chelsea women's team to play is really exciting. So I think I wouldn't be shocked if she moved into a, a male role at at one point. I think mm. we're head. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, we've got such a successful women's side over the recent years. I mean, we've picked up, you know, the League Cup this year. A couple of years ago, we got the the FA Cup, and we've also had league titles in 17 18 and 19 20 you know there's some good teams in that league it's no it's no walk in the park you know you've got the likes yeah. of arsenal and then you've obviously had man united now start to invest in the women's game there's some good teams some really good teams and it was a shame that they didn't get to finish the season you know like obviously the uh, premier league did but you know manager of the year very well deserved and I'm, I'm sure that won't be the only honour she gets in her career at Chelsea and hopefully even better for next season when they uh, hopefully retain that title so final bit of news before we look towards uh, the, the important uh, Champions League bit um, Willian's contract oh man we on Monday we were going to record we didn't and I'm glad because apparently then it was oh he's going to sign it's going to be done by the end of the week whatever Keir Drabchin you may know him from Carlos Tevez and Mascherano to West Ham days well the agent of Willian he went on TalkSport this week and this is a direct quote from that chat Willian hasn't done a U-turn he's had a big offer from the MLS and he wanted to finish the season at Chelsea he's got two Premier League offers right now and two European offers. He did, but this is this is now me speaking. <laughs> he didn't confirm or deny that one of these Premier League clubs were Chelsea. I think it's probably going to be Chelsea and Arsenal. If I'm honest, you wouldn't be shocked if it was Spurs. But the Arsenal thing has been talked about a fair bit. Where where are we with William? I mean, do you want him to stay? Do you want him to go? Is it the time to move on from him? Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to have a different view to Chris, who. Absolutely hates William. He loves William. Uh, I heard he bought his new jersey. Got it signed. For me, I, I, I would personally, I think one year, maybe two years, I'd be happy with anything longer than two years. I'd say no thank you because he would want a lot of wages and he's getting on a bit now. He's not the most prolific, but he is a great professional. He's an, since the restart, he's been fantastic, I think. And I think he does deserve at least a one-year contract. Mm. Yeah, I can see. I think, Realistically, because his birthday is it's it's very soon. It's the ninth of August. Uh, great month to have it in. Can't argue, you know. But it'll be thirty-two. It'll be thirty-two, and a three-year deal takes him to thirty-five. Now I'm being. I know this. This isn't FIFA. I know, but how many players consistently perform in that sort of position on the wing at 30, up to thirty-five? Not many, if I'm honest. It, it's um, you know, he tracks back. Yes, is he going to have that pace at thirty-three? So I, I don't think so. I, I, I really don't. He is an asset and he's done quite well for us. He's been a top professional. I would have him as a squad player, but I don't think he'll want to be a squad player. And if this three-year deal, if somebody wants to offer him a three-year deal, I think that's a bit foolish. But again, I'm not I'm not in charge. But what, what are you feeling, Chris? I mean, you're not the biggest William fan, but, you know, try not to be too mean. I'm not. I'm not the biggest William fan. But what I would say, if... It was a one-year deal if it was a maximum of two years. And he was happy to understand his role in the squad as a, a more of a backup player. Then I would keep him around, surprisingly. Mm. Simply because okay. 
with other with other additions we've got to make, could we get someone of similar quality for a good price who would also be willing to come in and play backup? Probably not. But my problem with Willian is I don't think he'd accept being a backup player. And then I think he's just he's got the demeanour of someone who could upset a dressing room if he's not playing. So yeah. that would be a concern. I'd only keep him if he understood that he is going to be a backup player. If not, I'd let him go. Yeah, I, that's that's fair. I I do you do worry because we've had the era where managers have been sacked by based on player power, and William was always rumored to be one of those particular players that stood out. I mean, at the moment, William earns roughly, according to various sources, he earns around one hundred twenty a week. Uh, that's thousand pounds, not just one hundred twenty pounds. Uh, he's one he's one of the top three earners at the club. So you know. It would certainly save money, but he'd be a good squad player. I think what I still found funny was that our highest earners were apparently, again, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. It might not be true, might be a bit out. But Kepper and Kante are both on 150k, and I was like, oh, Kepper, oh dear. He hasn't earned any of that. <laughs> but um, he's earned to be the manager. He definitely, uh, he's on, on that money. He's, oh, he's earning more than Lampard probably is. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of them. I, I personally, I, I think he'll leave. I'm, I would, I could be shocked, and he might sign a two-year deal. I still think he'll he'll leave. So, yeah, I think I'm wrong there. He can't be a top earner because Hudson Odoi was on 180k, wasn't he? Yeah, that's true. I was and Pulis- that. yeah, Pulisic was on more. Yeah, and Werner would probably be on more. I'd say. Got to ZF as well. How much is ZF on now? I think he went up to 100. I'm not too sure, but I think no. I think Kepa's one of the highest earners. He'd have to be because he's most recent, but. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it's one of them. I think William will probably be out the door, though, unfortunately. I mean, he's been a great servant, but yeah, we're moving forward and Lampard knows what he wants. So we'll have to see. The main story, though, is, of course, Chelsea, they secured that Champions League football for the 2021 season. And it's a perfect segue into the quick game review. Chelsea 2, Wolves 0. We'll have a free for all on it. What, what, was the, what were your thoughts on the final day? I mean, it was never in doubt. I never said we'd get Europa League. I, I was really confident. But what, what were you thinking? That's what we want to hear. You, you know what? The first 40, 45 minutes was very, very cagey. Both teams looked quite nervous in possession. But then Mason Mount stepped up and scored a sensational free kick, a tremendous free kick. And then ever, once we went 2-0 up, a couple of minutes later, the game was never in doubt. Wolves never really laid a glove on us, which is surprising. I thought they might cause us a few problems. But we looked very solid in defence. I thought Kurt Zuma was superb. He was immense. I thought Giroud was superb. I thought Mount was brilliant again. And all round, everyone on the pitch, Lampard as well included in that, just got their jobs done perfectly well. And fair play to Caballero as well. Awkward game to come into last game of the season. And he, he didn't do anything wrong. So great performance, great win. And we're in the Champions League. Yeah, I would say it was one of them typical what managers come out and say after as a professional performance. I thought the yeah. best about it was how solid we seemed. And I yeah. like the fact that even though we, we felt as though we probably needed to win, just to make sure, we didn't go chasing the game really early and leave ourselves open to that counter-attack. We built our way into the game, which I thought was tactically the right thing to do. We didn't want to go chasing early because of how good Wolves are on the counter. But we mm. we, didn't, we didn't let them counter on us at all. I've got no. to give Cap- a, a shout out actually for that cross that he dealt with the one where he tipped, just tipped it yeah yeah that was that that if he hadn't have done that and I'm not 100% convinced Kepa would have 
that would have been a massive turning point in the game. So I think it's it just showed that Lampard made the right choice there. But over the whole pitch, all the outfield players, superb to a man. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the first 30 minutes was quite quiet, I found. But, you know, both sides probably, it was, it, of course, it's going to be one of them cagey nervous affairs. But then, you know, Mason Mount, he, he turned up in the last 15 minutes, you know. Uh, what a free kick. And what, I mean, it was doing the rounds on social media when he was a young lad about how to take a free kick. And it was when he said, like Ronaldo does. And that's when I felt really old because I was like, oh, wow, I feel like Ronaldo in the Premier League was yesterday and it really wasn't. But yeah, mate, he was incredible. And then he set the goal up for Olivier Giroud. And again, like you said, it was the, the back line was incredibly strong. I mean, you know, we got that, obviously that young goalkeeper and we brought in Willy Caballero. I mean, he's only 38, turns 39 this year. He's got at least 20 years at the top of the game. But yeah, he's a great goalkeeper when he, 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 he you know, they do argue that, Man United have the best backup goalkeeper in Romero. Funnily enough, Argentinian as well. But Caballero, I'd say he's probably second best in top backup goalkeepers. He's, I just, I, he's, he's stepped I in, do, hasn't he? I do think Caballero, ever since he stepped in this season, has not done anything wrong. He's been super. No. I, do, I do think with Caballero and Romero to some extent, these South American keepers are very, what's the word, Ex- extravagant. And mm. sometimes that is their downfall as well because I think he was in the World Cup Caballero tried to play out from the back against maybe in Croatia and he tried to dink it over Mandzukic or Rebic I think he was actually and Rebic just smashed the ball into the back of the net and I think Caballero does have that mistake in him where he's sometimes too cocky on the ball too casual on the ball and then he'll concede a goal and it's that's what lets him down but I think he is a solid backup keeper to be honest I do like him yeah, backup goalkeepers that are Argentinian, another one, and he's been just impressive this season. Well, back end of the season, Emiliano Martinez at Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, we've been we've been slightly linked with him because Ian Wright made some comments. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, Argent, Argentina have got some good goalkeepers. You don't realise how good these goalkeepers are. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and Martinez is only 27, so he could be one for keep an eye on. I don't think we'd go for him, but he, I think the back end of the season, he certainly agitated... To, he'd be in the right mind to say, look, I should be number one at a goal at some club. And well, I don't I, think Arsenal ask, ask, will sell him now. After our no, wedding. I mean, they've got an interesting dilemma with Leno coming back. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Jorginho and Kovacic, their partnership was immense, which was fantastic to see. The only, the only downside of the game, I felt, was Pulisic. He had a quiet game. He, he, for me, he looked like he was trying to almost force something to happen. But, you know, I'm not, not going down on him because going down on him, Whoa. Um, whoa, I'm not going to knock him too much because he saved us since the restart. We know that he's been carrying us through in some games. So he's been incredible. He truly has. But yeah, we've, we we got the job done. We didn't need Leicester to capitulate like they did, but it was nice to see. Uh, we, we got top four. Who cares that it was fourth place? We did the job. We're in that Champions League next season. There's nothing more to say than that. Simple as that. So... Yeah. Any final thoughts on that final day? Um, not really. I thought. I thought again, we were so solid at the back. Like I said, Zuma was really good. I thought Rudiger was really good as well. And Kovacic again showed well for me. He's probably the player of the year. He was he was tremendous on the ball. And yeah, mm. just a great performance. Really professional, as Chris said. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. So we will head into our main topic, and it's it's going to be a good one. So let's head there.
Right, this week's main topic, it was thought up by my co-host. It's a nice game of who should we put in the bin and who should stay with the squad uh, because we've got the upcoming campaign, which is nearly, it's going to be September 12th, apparently, if things don't change. So, yeah, we've, we've taken a section of the squad each. First up is Berth. He's going to take the stage now with goalkeeper and defence. This is going to be interesting. So, yeah, go ahead. You're keeping right. Kepa, aren't you? <laughs> I'll start with the obvious Kepa. For me, we've said it before, we'll probably say it again, to win the league, you can't have him in goal. And if teams are interested, for me, you've just got to sell him on or loan him out. So, for me, he's getting put in the bin. Oof. I don't know if you disagree, but that, that's my opinion. What about Willie? He signed a new year. No, I, I don't think anyone disagrees with that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I'd actually keep Caballero as sort of a, uh, even a third choice keeper. I think he might transition into a coach, kind of like Hilario did. I think he'd be a good player to have around the dressing room. Seems like quite a good character. And for me, I, I'd actually keep Willie, to be honest. I don't, again, I don't know if you disagree, but I, I think he'd be a great professional, great head around the dressing room. 100% agree. agreed. Yeah, 100% agreed. I mean, who would, we, we've, we've talked about it before, but who would you bring in to replace Kepa? We, just just one name. Who would your pick be? You can't say O'Black because we all know that's probably unrealistic. I think, you know what? I'd go for Nick Pope. Fair enough. Can't, can't disagree there. He's top fantasy goalkeeper. He really is. He really is. Uh, what about the defence? Right, so I'll start a left back. Emerson. I'd I'd get rid of just because I don't really see him he doesn't really do anything for me like he's quick but other than that he, he's not great defensively he's not that good going forward he's definitely not better than Alonso going forward um, he's got no right foot I think he's positionally he's very very poor I think he's too weak at times as well so for me I think you know we're better off sending him to say Juventus or an Italian team for 15-20 million I think if we get that for him that'd be great so I think he goes in the bin um, Alonso I'd keep I'd keep Alonso I said last week that I think centre-back is more of a position we need to improve on than left-back so I think Alonso can be good at times yeah he's quite slow but I think as a wing-back he's the perfect wing-back so I would personally keep him if you want to play three at the back or if you want to back up left-back he'd be perfect don't know if you disagree no that's, I think that's all fair I mean these are fair opinions totally agree what do you think Chris? yeah I agree with both of them uh, right, I'll go to centre-backs. Centre-backs, I'll start with Tamori. Tamori, I'd keep. He's shown signs this season that he's been fantastic. He's still quite raw, but I think, you know, more games he has, the better he'll become. And he had a good partnership with Zuma. Zuma, I'd keep as well. I think, you know, last game of the season, he, he's potentially our man of the match. He, he's so immense in the air. He does need someone to talk to him all the time, but I think we will get that centre-back eventually. And I think, again, Tamori's quite raw, but we'll only get better with age. Christensen, Oh, that's, that is the toughest one for me. I'd probably keep him. I would probably keep him because he's a different sort of centre-back. He, he's he's really good on the ball. Distribution, very good. He is good in the air, but I think sometimes he does get shrugged off the ball too easy. And he has, he's quite positionally poor at times, but he can have those games where he's very, very solid, like against Man City this season. And Rudiger... I'd probably get rid of Rudiger if we could. I think if we've got 34 really? minutes of Rudiger. Yeah. Wow. Uh, past, past four or five games, he's really, really annoyed me. I think he's just almost become like very David Luigi, Luigi-ish even, and it's become very rash. I think his decision-making at times has become quite poor. I think if we want to get better, we need to eliminate that from our squad. 
don't get wrong. Even... If, you don't get rid- if you don't get rid of him, then like, that won't be the end of the world. I do think he can be good at times as well. Even but after that it, incredible unveiling video that he has. That was a great video. But if we're definitely getting like a couple of centre-backs, I think we can, we can get rid of Rudy Gates, the oldest defender we've got. Mm. And I just think, you know, to get better, sometimes you just have to chop the Deadwood out. And I think he's slowly becoming Deadwood. I know that's quite controversial, but... Mm. I think Tamori is probably the only one. I, the one I'd add to that is I think he'd probably be doing well with a loan. I think he needs a Premier League zone if he does yeah. want to go out. But I, I think I think we need to keep him as well. I think he'll become better in this Chelsea team as we become better. Um, yeah, I think Mark Gu- get, Gu- never get his name pronounced right. I think but it's Mark, Gahey. Mark Gahey from Swansea. I've been really impressed by how he's improved that Swans defence. And obviously at the time recording, the second leg hasn't been concluded yet. So they could be in the playoff final when this goes out, but it, he's been incredible. I mean, he might be going on loan again to Swansea next year if they're in the Premier League. So that'd be quite interesting, but he's certainly one I like to keep an eye on that I feel that could come into the team at some point, but yeah, I definitely think I was going to say he probably deserves a loan to a Premier League club, like a lower team. Maybe. Mm. So I think that'd be a good shout. Um, and right backs, Reese James and as pretty obviously so I'd keep both of them. As for, for obvious reasons, he's a captain, great leader, first star, can play anywhere across the back line. And Reese James, again, will only get better, very young, can put in the best ball from across. He's so good at crossing and he's, he'll only get better as we get better as well. Yeah, totally agree. What, what do you feel on that, Chris? Uh, I agree with the Reese James as The centre-back thing, uh, I'd keep Rudiger and Sal Christensen. I don't think Christensen's a Premier League defender. I think he's a La Liga defender good on the ball but can't really defend very well mm-hmm. so I'm not... I just, see I just think with Christensen he's less error prone on the ball than Rudiger I think Rudiger at times is just so sloppy and he, and he I think you can sort of teach someone to become better positionally and you know this and that but I think when you're on the ball you need to be solid and secure especially nowadays and I think Rudiger at times is a bit of a clown <laughs> And I just think, you know, that he's made too many errors recently. I just think Christensen makes a lot of subtle mistakes that people don't pick up on. I get what you mean. I do get what you mean. Like the one like against... He doesn't make the glare yeah. in it, like Rudy yeah. does. But he does still make a lot of defensive mistakes that cause problems for people around him. But I think Christensen would get better. Was well, that sorry? I don't think either of them are great. I think no, but I think, I, th- I think Christensen, if he was put next to someone like... Like a destroyer, like, you know, a Koulibaly, for instance. We're not going to sign him. But if you put him next to Koulibaly, he'd look like one of the best defenders in the world, Christensen. But I think if you put Rudiger next to him, he'd still, at times, look like a bit of a clown. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, there was links today of um, of John Stones. Now, I think that might have been Paul Merson kind of hamming that up. But, you know, I feel that that's four years too late. He had his chance from Everton. And he didn't move. He chose to go to City. And if Guardiola doesn't want him, I, I don't think it's worth the risk because they're not going to sell him cheap. So, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, I'm sure people might uh, get get to us on uh, Twitter about the defenders, but hopefully that'd be really nice because, you know, I, I've used, I've, I've done the midfielders and it's it's midfield time. And it's quite a nice one because for me, I've used transfer market to determine who's considered a midfielder and not a winger. They listed 11 players. Shockingly, Ziyech is a winger. 
which means he does not make my list. Havertz, though, he's considered an attacking midfielder. So, well, hey, swings around about, so saying that's going to be my saying of the uh, the, the pod. So who, who should stay? Well, I've, I've changed my mind on N'Golo Kante, so uh, you can all belittle me for this. He can stay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's been pretty impressive since he's been able to get back from injury. So yeah. Even if someone put in a bit of 100 million, would you still be saying uh, he stay? I think he has. He has to stay. He's been. He's. He's turned my. He's turned me around. He, he really has. I'll, I'll give him credit. I was wrong. Um, Kovacic, Mason Mount, and Jorginho. They should be remaining. Of course. Uh, we all know why all four of those together should stay. So I won't bore anyone there, unless you guys have a view on one or more of that quadruple of talent. No, no, no. I agree with you. I think they should all stay. Yeah, yeah. I would say all of them as well. Uh, who's getting sold? Oh, this is fun. Um, Bakayoko and Drinkwater instantly are on that list for me. If we can recoup any form of money for either, then it will be a complete bonus. Uh, neither fit our squad. Uh, neither add anything to our side. And realistically, I don't even think Danny Drinkwater has a future in the Premier League. He, he's not. It's just not worked out for him at Burnley and neither at Villa. Huge wages will be the problem here, though. Um, what can I say about... The problem is Danny Drinkwater. He's had a lot of off-the-field issues. And that's yeah. what I think had not helped him. You know, you've had the Burnley incident with the nightclub. You then had the incident with Jota at Villa. You've had off the field incidents before the start of the year, the season. We're not going to go into all those, but you know what they are. And he hasn't performed. I feel that, that that's going to curtail any chance of him getting a Premier League move. I might be wrong. He might rock up at West Brom or who knows. But I think that's that's done. Uh, Bakayoko, he's likely heading to one of PSG, Monaco or Bayern, apparently. It, it, that's baffling. But you know what? If, if it works out for him and, yeah, and we get the money, fantastic. We can't complain. He just, yeah. Honestly, though, like, you look at all the midfielders Bayern Munich have had over the past like, five or so years, like Xabi Alonso, Thiago, Goretzka, um, mm. Tolisso. Bakayoko does not fit that team. He really just does not fit the body. No, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, it, I can kind of see. I, I, I think France, he, he does suit that league. But again, like, could you imagine him playing with Neymar? I mean, it, it's chalk and cheese, like the complete opposites. Well, Chopper Moting played for Stoke and he now plays against alongside Neymar and Mbappe so that's the dream isn't it <laughs> exactly and he does he looks awful doesn't he really I mean yeah. look at that miss I mean I, I just don't think Bakioko is a top tier player I've, I've said it before it, it, I think maybe, yeah I think maybe they're looking at the fact that Xavi Martinez could leave and Bakioko maybe could play in a defensive position in the midfield or in defense maybe Thiago he, he looks like he might be on the move so there's some there's some wiggle room, so to speak, for a midfielder in there. Whether it's back yeah. or I don't know. But um, another player, Kennedy. He'll, he'll probably. I'm. Yeah, I'm shocked that he's not a wing player. I thought he was a wing player. I've only ever seen him play left wing back or on the wing. But apparently, he's a midfielder. Apparently, uh, he'll, he'll probably get another low move to a La Liga side. Billy Gilmore. I think he could do with a loan, maybe once back from his injury. But I think Frank was the want him around the, the club, uh, and he would provide an excellent option in regards to squad depth. Let, let's be honest. But then so would Conor Gallagher, a player I really like. He's done so well at Swansea this season since he he moved from Cholton to the Swans, and again he's been incredible. And I think he's helped that momentum get them into that that top six bracket where they've got into the um, playoffs. Uh, finally, Faustino Andurin, he, he recently signed a new deal. Naturally, I would shout for a loan move. 
However, squad depth, it's essential when you're playing in so many competitions. So might be smart to keep him around. Barkley, he could be moved on depending on if we offer him up for Declan Rice. But, you know, finally, I think the hot take here, but I'm sticking by it. I said this on the Roman podcast earlier in the week uh, that I guessed it on. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, this is a make or break campaign. You know, he's 24 years old. He's coming back from a dreadful injury. He has talent, but we have a lot of talent in that midfield. I think this season is absolutely huge for him. Uh, what do you guys think on RLC? No, you know what? I totally agree. I, I was talking to someone on last Friday about Havertz coming in, and I said the person who could be shifted out due to Havertz coming in, it'd probably be Loftus-Cheek. I think Barkley's gone anyway, but I think Loftus-Cheek really could be under pressure now to perform. We are stacked in midfield, and ever since he's come back from the break and his injury, he hasn't looked like the sharp, like the sharp self like it was a couple of years ago. So I do think I agree with you, Tony Mikey, that this is a real make or break season for him. Really do. What do you think, Chris? I actually think he'll go out on loan. I think Frank might send him out on loan, give him a season to to get fit and match sharp and judge him more off the campaign, but not at us. Because I don't think he'll get the game time with Havertz coming in to get back to his best. I think a loan for him would be best. And then next year, after if he has a successful loan, then there might be other midfielders that we want to move on and make room but, for him. But, but would, I don't see him getting the game time. But would Loftus Sheep want another loan deal? Would he I want to settle down somewhere? Injury. I think after a long-term injury, though, I think he probably would accept going out on loan for one more year. And then it would be either he goes out on loan, is successful and comes back into the team, or he goes out on loan and Frank, the, the team moves on without him and he gets sold next summer. It's possible. He, he, it's not that I'm saying he doesn't have the talent there. I mean, he's been unlucky with injury, but we've got such a depth in midfield that it, it, it is make or break. I mean, and 24 again, you've got who you're going to replace in that in that starting eleven. You know, Shulgino might leave. He might get. Uh, there's so many questions, but you've just got to. It, it's your final opportunity. I mean, how many times have we said that? The likes of Ross Barkley, you've got to prove yourself, otherwise you're going to be leaving. You know, it'd be a shame to see a talented player like like Ruben leave, but it is a huge season and he has to deliver. It's as simple as that. It's a lot of pressure, but if anyone can do it and prove why he should be in the squad, it's off his cheek. So fingers crossed he does that and we've got an even more impressive squad depth. It, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, bringing it on the bringing inside, it's it's easy, isn't it? It's Kai Havertz. You know, he's a generational talent. The option to pick him up with no one seemingly rivaling us for his signature. You know, he also wants to move from all the talk that's coming out. He's got versatility. It's a no-brainer. And, of course, Declan Rice, you know, and he could be switched to a centre-back based on gossip. But for midfield, we're looking very good. We've got arguably the best midfield squad depth in the Premier League, I say. Yeah, that's pretty much that, John. <laughs> Any final thoughts on that midfield, guys? No, no, I think it's a difficult one to do because we've got so many good midfielders that... But I, th- I think he's done a really good job there. I'd agree with everything, really. I think, like you said, lost a sheet, big season for him. Is Mount classed as a winger then, I'm guessing? Well, I thought he was a winger, but apparently he's a midfielder. I mean, he's versatile, isn't he? So, you know, if people want to jump uh, on that, go for I it. Suppose, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think Declan Rice and Havertz look like they're most likely to come to us if they do leave their club. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Finally, Chris, he's going to take the plate and he's going to go with forwards and wingers. He's probably pissed that he's got to talk about William, but uh, come on, let's hear it. Wingers and forwards. Right, so 
Vernon and, and ZS obviously are staying because they've only just signed, sure. so I didn't really look going into detail. <laughs> Make a quick turnaround on them. Willian, I'd, I'd get rid of, like I said, unless he, unless he wants to be a squad player, then he can stick around for a year, I suppose. <laughs> but only uh, squad player. Uh, Pulisic, I'd keep, obvious reasons. He's been, he looks like the, one of those players who could win a Ballon d'Or one day. Uh, Hudson Adoy, I'd keep. He's actually impressed me towards the last sort of two, three games of the season. I think he actually started making an impact off the bench. And I think he's one of them players who Frank could get the best out of next year. Mitchie uh, mm. Batshuayi, time for him to go. I think he'd be decent at a mid-table Premier League team, but not anywhere near good enough for us. Uh, Giroud, I'd like to keep, but I don't know whether Giroud, with the form he's been in, starting games whether he'll he'll actually look to move away now and be a starter somewhere especially at his age so I'd want to mm. keep I could see him wanting to move it's a good well, shout. Mm, he's got the new mm. deal so it's that's what I'm thinking he might he's probably he's sticking around but he's he's really been impressed I mean he's bloody hell without him we'd probably be screwed I think yeah. I worked it out we'd have we lost we'd have lost six points someone said on Twitter about um there were a bit question marks on Giroud, but without his goals, I think it was six points we'd have been worse off and we'd have finished fifth. So wow. we needed him. Simple as that. He's, yeah, definitely. He's been incredible. So He's a I've great got... player as well. He really is such a good player and so underrated. I mean, he makes everyone around him look better. He could be arguably one of our finest January signings, maybe second to only Gary Cahill. I think when you look at the price you paid for Giroud, like 18 million, at the time, he was like, "Why are we buying Giroud?" But now looking back, you think, "Wow, that's that's a great bit of business." Like, it's such a good signing from a rival as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that was at a time that Batshuayi went to Dortmund, so Aubameyang could go to Arsenal, so Giroud would go to us. Yeah. You know, and right now, I'd say Arsenal and Chelsea have had the best end of that deal. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Simple as that, you know. So yeah, who, who are you thinking to bring in? Chris, in regards to, I mean, that's why I think, yeah, I think with one year left in his deal, he hasn't, he's barely played, so he's most likely going to move on one way or another. But bringing players in, who who are you thinking? Well, I'd actually, I'd, I think I'd let Abraham go out on loan. Oh, I said about Villa move, I've said about this already. People sort of were like, yeah, we agree. I was like, oh, someone agrees with me. Because Werner's going to be first choice striker. Yes. And then Giroud has proven that he is a more than capable backup. So would Abraham want to have that competition, not only with Werner, but with Giroud as well? I don't know whether he would. So I'm thinking Giroud's age, Tammy goes out on loan to a Premier League team for a year, then comes back in next season when Giroud will almost certainly move on. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, I do think that it, will Tammy want to go out on another loan or will he? want to just sort of go to a club and stay there. Like, I think, you know, he's at an age now where he just wants to settle down at a club. Yeah. It's it's difficult because he's gone off the boil a bit. That's the problem. Mm. And, yeah, it could be for multiple reasons. So we're not going to judge too harshly, but I, do, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking in six months' time that he's on loan at Villa again. I, I really wouldn't, but we'll have to wait yeah. and see. I mean, Werner, he's going to be number one striker. We've heard that and... Hopefully, Werner hits the ground running and he hopefully takes home loads of those new Premier League balls with hat-tricks. So, yeah. And then, 
three players coming back from loan. Uh, Charlie Misonda, Izzy Brown, Lucas Piazan. Get rid of them all. Poor I mean, Piazan. Poor Lucas. Izzy Brown has played 25 times for Luton and scored one goal. Not so, bad. You know what? I forgot Izzy Brown is still a Chelsea player, to be honest. Yeah, he's 23 now as well, so he's not young anymore. No. Yeah. Masanda's just had un- been very unlucky with injury and yeah. Piazza, he's played one game and then had seven loans. <laughs> so, Lucas Piazza's 26 now. Oh, man. I remember getting him on FIFA. He was brilliant on FIFA. And he's only he played 17 appearances and scored two goals this season. Wow. It's a shame. It's a shame. To bring in, if you wanted to bring in a winger, which I'm not sure we need with Mason Mount performing so well, mm. out wide as well. But if you wanted to bring one in, it'd be Ben Rama from Brentford. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, I, that, like that's, it. That's, I think many people would agree with that. I mean, if, look, um, look. Went out and we wanted to bring in a, another forward, mm. I'd get um, Andrea Bellotti from Torino. He's he's at an age now. I think he'd want a big club move. He scored goals consistently for Torino. His movement's really good. He sniffs out chances in the box. He scores a lot of goals for a really, for a poor Torino side. Yeah, I see point. But you know who I'd get? I'd get Danny Ings. Danny Ings, my comeback player of the season. Was that sorry? I don't think Southampton would sell, and because he's English, you'd end up asking to pay about fifty million for him. I don't know yeah. if he would pay that for Danny Ings. I don't know. But I think he'd be... An, I think, I'd like for me, he's been one of the best players this season in the Premier League. I think he's been sensational. Oh, I, mean, I do. I think he'd get goals in that Chelsea team as well. I think it'd be very much... I think you could argue he'd be a better option than Tammy Abraham, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be one to, to watch for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say about Piazza, though, 2012, when he made that debut for Chelsea, he was our Young Player of the Year hasn't worked out for him. I mean, Young yeah. Player of the Years previously, you had Hudson-Odoi, Christensen, Loftus-Cheek, Zuma, Nathan Aki. And one player that I'm sure everyone will go, oh yeah, him. I didn't include him because I'm pretty sure he's left now was Lewis Baker. Oh yeah. But, oh. oh no, no. Google has told me he still plays for us, which is, he's had seven loans. Wow. We do love to loan players out, don't we? <laughs> wow. Crikey. I was I joked in the group chat about um, a few years ago that Palmer had 120 players out on loan. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! It's like how would you keep track of all that? that that's insane. Whoever was their loan co- loan manager, he earned his money, or she, they earned their money. Right. Well, with that, we're going to look at the FA Cup final. It will be played today when you're listening. So yeah, this will probably be old if you're listening to it on Sunday. But you know, you know who we're playing. We're playing Arsenal. It's Arsenal's only way to qualify for a European competition. So the pressure's a little bit off us. We, we don't really need to have qualified for the European competition, so to speak. Um, but look at, look at their recent form, Arsenal. They've won against Liverpool, Man City and Watford. But they've lost to Spurs and Villa. Mm. They've been running a 3-4-3 formation recently, as, as we have. Defensively. I think they're shaky, if not worse than us. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Anything that sticks out? I, mean, I do think they've got better defensively under Arteta. I do think, obviously, with the personnel there, Mustafi, David Luiz, always got a mistake in them. I think they'll probably set up with a back three as well. Um, and it, it all depends on what Chelsea turns up. If we can perform like we did against Man United in the semis, we'll beat Arsenal easily, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit nervous, actually, about about playing Arsenal because you never know what Arsenal are going to turn up. I think they are, 
it's two teams, and you don't know which one's going to be there. It, but I agree with Berth. I think if we turn up and play well, even if they turn up and play well, I still think we're the better side. So it's yeah. all about the performance we put in more than Arsenal, I think. I think they've got a lot of pressure to win this top, this trophy because of the fact that they need the European competition for the money. Uh, we, we've done our bit. We don't, you know, we, we love the FA Cup. I mean, it's in recent years since... It's been at the new Wembley. It's almost been a Chelsea trophy, which it's it's just fantastic. I love the FA Cup. I love the tradition and everything else. So I, I'd love us to lift it. And it's it's a piece of silverware that Frank can lift in his first season at the club. I mean, that'd be incredible. What a what a stellar season that would be to top it all off. I mean, fingers crossed, Agent David Luiz will help us out. But you never know. David Luiz is one of them players where he can have a good game, but he can also get a red card and give away a penalty. Well, he was brilliant against Man City. Let's give him some credit. He was he was superb in that semi final. Yeah, he was pretty but he decent. He's due a bad game. He's due a bad game. So, I think I think Giroud is going to start up front, and I think Pulisic will probably be back. Kante, he's still slightly got that knock. Would you play a seventy percent fit Kante? It's a worry, mainly because I think back to when you play an injured player. How how often does it work out? You think of Costa in the Champions League final for Atletico. He came off after, I think, weren't even 10 minutes. Um, I think we played Kante before in the Europa League final and he came yes, off didn't he did. last year. Yeah, I think he played the whole 90 minutes, didn't he? Oh, did he? I think he did. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm going to have to quickly Google that. But um, so look, did he play the whole of the game? He did. Fair play. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first time. It won't be the last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Do you play a half-fit Ngolo Kante? I mean, he does add something to the side. He yeah. really does. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, it's going to... I'm always worried where if if they didn't have a Bamiang, I wouldn't be too worried, but you've got a Bamiang in your side and he scores goals. Doesn't matter who he's playing for, he scores goals. But I don't think they've got anyone like Pulisic in their side who can just take Thank players Yeah. Off. I know Aubameyang is is a fantastic goal scorer, but you won't see him taking on three players, you know, and, and dribbling in and out of defences. He'll just, in the box, he's great, but he's not Pulisic. No, I mean, he's in such a... I mean, this when you look at Aubameyang's goal-scoring record at Arsenal, he joined in the January of the 17-18 season and he got 10 in 13 league games. Uh, last season, the 18-19, he got 22-36. And in the most recent season, it's just concluded again, same again, 22 and 36. He scores goals. And this is hardly a vintage Arsenal side. I don't think anyone's going to say this Arsenal side will be remembered for much other than underperforming, realistically, yeah. you know, and falling out of that top six bracket. I mean, what, what are you feeling, Chris? Are you feeling confident going into the uh, the FA Cup final? I think it'll be important with Aubameyang how Azpilicueta and Reese James deal with that space that he likes to drift into. If we mm. if we keep playing the back three, then I think it's going to be important for Reese James to help Aspilicueta. If we leave Aspilicueta one v one against Aubameyang in that left panel, I think that will cause us real problems. But yeah, if we if we can deal with Aubameyang, really, he is Arsenal's most potent attacking threat. So if you can keep him relatively quiet, then I'd, I'd be confident in us hurting their defence going the other way with Pulisic and Giroud and Mount. Yeah, I feel that's a good shout. I mean, I'm I'm quietly confident. We've played Arsenal in the FA Cup before and it, it's gone our way and it hasn't gone our way as football does. For me, I'm hoping I'm hoping a nice 2-0. We we don't need to stress. We get it sewn up and it's 
it's happy days and it's such a shame that the fans can't be there to experience the day because it, it's a great day out and it makes me think back to the likes of Leighton Baines retiring this season. He didn't get to say goodbye to the Everton fans. David Silver as well. He, it's such a shame. So if we do lift it, it'll be so... It, it's, it isn't the same. We know we're, we're doing the best with what we've got. And we know why. But some match predictions from you guys? Uh, I'll go 2-1 Chelsea. I'll go... I'd say 2-1 Chelsea as well, yeah. Giroud to score the winner. Yes, got to be, hasn't it? Has to be. Yeah, or a David Luiz on goal. <laughs> you never <laughs> yeah. know. You never know. Um, yeah, it's a full house. We're, we're all quietly confident. We're looking forward to it. And hopefully everyone listening today, it's cup final day. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we're celebrating. And with that, we're going to come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. So, of course, it's a social media plug. Where can we all be found on Twitter or other social media platforms? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Chris Burford. And I'm, on Instagram, I'm at Burford94. And on Twitter, I'm at Chris09Adams. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter and Instagram as that redhead dude. But for all things at the Bridge Pod, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for at the Bridge Pod. Drop us a like, a follow, keep up to date on all things Chelsea. You can even drop us an email if you want at thebridgepod at yahoo.com. We've had hate mail, hate mail there recently, so that was nice. Don't know who it was off, but uh, it was one of those nice little uh, anonymous email accounts. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, but till next time, listeners, that is us signing off. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.